to episode 193 of the Cricket Her Weekly with me, Raf Nicholson, and him, Sid Egan, who also happens to be my husband. I'm saying particularly jolly today, Raf, considering <laughs> it's a freezing morning in, in December in England. But it's nearly Christmas! Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. It's December now, so that means that officially we're allowed to start talking about Christmas and playing Christmas music and putting up decorations and everything like that, so how can I not be cheerful, Sid? We're putting up our decorations this afternoon. Exactly. Right, anyway, <laughs> we also got to watch the WBBL final yesterday morning on Saturday. So that was very exciting. And my goodness, it turned into the thriller that we certainly weren't expecting at the halfway mark um, when the strikers only managed to put 125 on the board. And we were both a little bit scathing about their efforts at the halfway point. And then they flipping well went and defended it against the Heat. Yeah, I mean, they were just really poor with the bat. Um, I, I don't think the Heat bowled particularly well. I just think the strikers were really poor. And you actually tweeted right at the end, didn't you, Raf? I mean, there was just no impetus at the end of their innings. Um, Georgia Adams, who, to be fair, hasn't had much opportunity. I mean, she's mm. faced like 30 balls in the entire tournament before yesterday. Uh, she came in right at the end and to face a couple more balls. And, you know, she looked like a player that had spent very little time in the middle. Well, that's in, it, isn't it? You send some, sending somebody out in the final at quite a crucial moment with a couple of overs left to try and get a decent total on the board, who's barely batted all season. Yeah, really another, another 15 runs, you know, on top would have made a huge difference, you know. And, um, yeah, but so we anyway. Able to do that. So we were, we were like, you know, this, yeah. is, this is a poor batting performance. Exactly. But they pulled, pulled out of the bag one of the great bowling performances um, led by Amanda J. Wellington, who's yeah. just, um, you know, had a fantastic tournament. And again, the second year running, had a fantastic final. And, you know, what a player to kind of rise to the moment. And, you know, just what a player in general, really. She's yeah. someone that kind of epitomises for me the right attitude towards playing cricket, really. That she's, she is competitive. Um, you know, she's, she's not one of those players that's just like playing for the fun of it and doesn't really care. She does care about the result. She's mm -hmm. competitive. But she also plays with a smile on her face. And, you know, she's clearly enjoys actually being out there and being a part of it and being in the middle. She was laughing away, you know, talking back to the bowler when she was batting. And, you know, not, you know she's not the best batter and she knows it. So she's able to laugh back. Also, she was really great on the play, yeah, mic, wasn't she? Yeah, that was really interesting to actually have her mic'd up while she was bowling and for her then to be explaining every ball what she was about to do and how she was um, kind of planning that the over might pan out. That was that was absolutely fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, so, that's really what the player mic should be all about. I mean, yeah. you know, having Grace Harris on the player mic going, ah, sod it, I'll, I'll hit it for six anyway. No, that's <laughs> great too. Um, but, you know, and Grace Harris is obviously the ultimate entertainer on the player mic. But the way that Amanda Jade kind of, you know, as you say, talked through what she was doing to do, talked through her bowling plans, talked through the delivery she was going to bowl and then bowled them, um, that was just like really, really interesting. And, you know, more of that, please, guys. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, together, you know, with, you know, it was really a team performance. I mean, we just talked about Amanda Jade there, but, you know, Megan Shute as well, you know, was a critical part of that performance. And Talia McGrath, you know, pulling out a two in two, a really important important point it's yeah. really interesting that um because uh, they were actually talking about this on commentary that mcgrath became only the second captain ever to win two wbbl titles and the other one being kirby short who was one of the commentators so uh, mcgrath now equaled her record um, and of course it's potentially quite a big time for talia mcgrath because this is the time at which the uh, they're deciding whether or not she's going to be the next Australia captain. Now, you just wonder whether, having watched her captain the second season in a row, the Strikers, to a win, to an unlikely win, 
in you know having only made 125 whether that kind of captaincy is going to make a difference to what the Australian selectors um, and, and are, are thinking really. Yeah, I mean, I think that we think that the decision's probably already been made, so it probably you know, ultimately won't make any difference. But, you know, okay. there's no doubt that she's done a really interesting job. I mean, the commentators are talking about how, you know, she kind of gathered, she's gathered the team in and made them feel very much like a team. Um, you know, the fact that there's a couple of players on that team that have played like every single WBBL game that the Strikers have ever played. Right? An, that season, is an incredible stat. Which is, which is incredible. We've just done the ninth season. So yeah. that's nine years and there are players who have played, played every, every, every game. Single game. So that's, that's pretty amazing. But, you know, Tanya McGrath, you know, she, they said on comms that she's, you know, brought the team together and she's been, you know, the, the one that's kind of made sure that the overseas players feel included and all that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And it's probably not an easy thing for Tanya McGrath, actually, because she's, she's, she's a little bit of an introvert. I've met her a couple of times and on both occasions, she's she's very much been like quite quite shy and introverted. She has she's not one of those people who's like really outgoing. She's not a Danny Wyatt who will you know start talking to anybody that she kind of runs into in the lift at the hotel. Um, so yeah, well, I interviewed her um, just just before the Commonwealth Games last year um, when she was having her amazing kind of golden run of form going into the Com Games. Um, and yeah, she's quite she's she's kind of quiet and, and softly spoken. She's a sort of antithesis of Alyssa Healy, if you like, if we're, if we're talking about kind of um, people whose names are in the running for the, for the Australia captaincy. So it is going to be really interesting to see which route they decide to go down. Of course, it could be neither of those. Anyway, we seem to have spent so much airtime recently talking about the Australia captaincy. Please, guys, can you just put us out of our misery <laughs> and tell us who the heck it is? Anyway, now one thing that hasn't been so great in this WBBL from an English perspective, is the performances of the England players, right? And that is a little bit worrying, kind of going into um, what's going to be a pretty big series um, of T20s and a test against India. They haven't got any more cricket between now and then. Obviously, a few of them are being chucked into the A matches, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it's it's not been a kind of a season to remember for most of the English players, is that fair no, to say? No, it hasn't really. No, no, no England player has, has come out. You know, there are no England players are going to, you know, be being talked about as part of their, you know, people's team of the tournament, things like that. Yeah, Probably no. the best England performer has been Amy Jones. Okay. Um, certainly in terms of the numbers, you know, she's had a particular role to play. She's been coming in late. Uh, usually on, off the back of them already having scored mm. an awful lot of runs and adding a lot more runs at the end at a very decent strike rate. So she's not England's highest run scorer. I think Tammy Beaumont scored more runs than her, but Amy Jones coming in late and scoring that decent strike rate. And it's, it's very kind of Amy Jones. It all, it all kind of reminds me, it takes me back to Canterbury a few years ago against that game against New Zealand where Tammy Beaumont scored a big hundred and set England very much on the path to you know having basically won the game after 30 overs. And then Amy Jones came in late and scored you know a, a decent score, a very good clip and really yeah. kind of drove the nails into the coffin but it does it's, it's all very much that she's kind of performing that that role when it, there's not pressure yeah when there's not when the pressure's off the trouble yeah. is that when it comes to putting the England shirt back on she only seems to get opportunities when England are already under pressure so she's not getting those opportunities to come in and add some very quick runs at the end she's getting the opportunity to come in and try and salvage things when they've gone wrong and that's kind of that's, that's the part, wrong situation that's partly for her to a be result in. of John Ball, which is which you know half the time does result in your um, your number five batter having to come I mean, in the pretty, form a rescue pretty, pretty, yeah pretty yeah. speedily anyway yeah. now England's top bowling performer uh, Lindsay Smith but you know, kind of well down the overall rankings I mean you know I, for the job that she's done I mean I guess that she was not a high value overseas player as a player in terms of the kind of the salary she was receiving um, so you know my guess is that she's you know 
done a very effective job for what what you know she's done the job she value was for, for money yeah that, that's the one value for money yeah so Lindsay Smith but she comes in like 20th overall so you know a good season for her and you know she's got the chance to work with Charlotte Edwards again and Charlotte Edwards will have noted that she's been kind of an effective performer if yeah. not a spectacular one so you know there's that and the, the other person that we should bring bring up is Danny Gibson because Danny Gibson has had a pretty decent season yeah. again very good value for money performances but she's been decent with the ball she's she's got wickets she hasn't been, you know, she hasn't been massively uneconomical. Not been the most economical, but she hasn't, she, she hasn't disgraced herself at all with the ball. And she's also, you know, chipped in nicely with the bat. Uh, one of the real pities, talking of her, is that she wasn't able to kind of finish the season and play in that final. Yeah. Um, her and Bess Heath were both on the plane back to Australia. They employed they were actually on the plane during the, the final. So, uh, and it's particularly kind of interesting because there were two players playing in that final who were not... not not just missing training, but missing actual international matches. So Amelia Kerr missed a New Zealand match, and uh, the South African captain, her, her first match as the kind of official permanent captain, Laura Wolfos missing the match, Tasmin Brexit, you know, stepping in and getting a chance to, you know, yeah. captain her country, which was fantastic for her. But, you it's know... A, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because we have talked before about the balance between um, kind of it being important to retain some primacy of international cricket versus um, the need for um, players to actually be able to see it through when they've committed to playing in a franchise competition. Yeah, and for the and fans that are watching the franchise competition, yeah, it's important to be able to see the best players playing at the... the... Yeah. In this specific instance, um, given that given the two players who have um, flown uh, over to India, both of them, mm -hmm. um, so... but. So they have gone to India, both Bess Heath and Danny Gibson are in the England squads for this series, but I wouldn't have said either of them were necessarily a shoo-in to play in the first couple of T20 matches. So potentially they've been forced to miss a really big final that's a great training for playing in a World Cup pressure situation, let's be honest, because WBBL is still the pinnacle in terms of overseas The actual leads. quality, yeah. Yeah, the quality that you're going to get. So they've been forced to miss that in order just to potentially sit on the sidelines, do a bit of training with the England girls and not actually get in the team. Yeah. And that's really disappointing. Well, and, they definitely and I could think have played this match a, and played in the... Even if they couldn't... They... Well, I just think it's a little bit disappointing of um, John Lewis. To, it just feels like a little bit like cracking the whip a bit unnecessarily. Um, and as you say, the um, New Zealand board and the South African board have been a bit more flexible and that seems like a, bit, a better approach in this instance. I think we have to take it on a bit of a case-by-case -case basis. Generally, I agree that international cricket should have primacy, but in this particular instance, I, I'm not massively happy yeah, with again, it. Yeah, again, it's really down to the ICC need to sort out the way the windows are working, yeah. because at the moment, these windows aren't working if people are having to miss the pinnacle of the tournament, because yeah. it just robs everybody. It robs the players of the chance to play in that final. It robs the fans of the chance to see the, the very top players at, you know, at the very kind of pinnacle of the tournament. So it's pity. Yeah, um, but anyway, I think overall, the fact that no English players made it into the team of the tournament says it all about WBBL09 um, and, and English cricketers. Um, and there's a certain irony in the fact that the top performing English batter, Tammy Beaumont, can't get in the England T20 team. The top performing English bowler, Lindsay Smith, can't get in the England team. So, yeah, mm. <laughs> There's some fun. There's some funny business going on, Sid. Anyway, let's talk about um, the forthcoming England tour. Um, well, specifically the England A component, which has already got underway, hasn't it? And we've had two matches so far. Um, India won the first one. England won the second one. And the decider is being played out. Out actually, as we record right this. 
Um, there's been a little bit of a shifty round um, in terms of the the squads this week as well. Uh, there was an announcement that Georgia Davis um, and Kaylee Moore have joined um, the England Women A squad. Um, that was ahead of the second match on Friday. Um, and the news, uh, well, the announcement said that it's a precautionary measure as illness affects the group. Deli Belly, <laughs> I think, is probably the most likely explanation for this. And actually, Charlie Dean is not captaining in the third match today. Presumably, that is an illness. Oh, that'll mean Grace Grimm will be captaining them. No, right, I'm Raph? sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sid. I'm sorry to break it to you. But Holly Armitage has been handed the captaincy for this third match. So, um, yeah, poor old Dino and, and whoever else is potentially out on the sidelines um, and yeah, let's wish them all the best and a, and a speedy recovery. Um, so that's that's making things a little bit trickier for the England A team. Um, the other addition um, to the A group is Maya Boucher, um, who has flown from out from WBBL um, and has now been joining up with the A group um, and playing in these in these A matches. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I mean, she didn't have a great WBBL. She got she got four ducks. Um, she she did make a few runs, you know. Otherwise, it wasn't a total disaster. It wasn't like a Bryony Smith level of disaster. Sorry, Bryony, but but it, it, it seems but it um, seems like potentially uh, John Lewis feels that she hasn't had enough time in the middle yeah. to play in the main squad. So he's using this these A matches in exactly the way you said you didn't want them used. As basically a way yeah, for her well, to get some the, match time. I think that Martin Davis tweeted that you know that in the second match it was like seven seven to two in terms of players with full full international caps. So England played seven players in the second match with full international caps, and India only played two, um, right. who were both quite marginal players as well. So I, I just feel like that that was the wrong way to use these matches. Um, but on the other hand, you know, well, I mean, they, they won the second match, but they won the second match. They were on course to lose it. They were. They won the second match thanks to Izzy Wong with the bat, yeah. which is like, I mean, Just that's not the way things are used. Right I, mean, you know, yeah. I mean, you can't, you, whatever you say about her, you can't keep her out of the limelight, can you? She's going to make the headlines. And she made them by that England were definitely on course to lose the second yeah, match. Izzy Wong came in and smashed what was like 30 off 17 balls, something, something along like those that. lines. Yeah. Um, you know, and she, she's shown before she can do it. She had one huge innings in WBBL a couple of seasons ago. Um, so she can do it with the bat. She can occasionally just, when it all clicks and she connects, then she can hit those very yeah. big runs. If she could do that more often, then what, what, you know, a great asset that that would be to her kind of future as well. So perhaps that's something yeah. that she needs to work on. Well, maybe. potentially, but I just worry that I don't want her to be working on her batting at the expense of her bowling. <laughs> well, so we, we know that, um, well, I mean, we say we know. Obviously, we know that she had a difficult summer. Um, the figures from the first couple of matches in terms of her bowling figures didn't look great. Um, but it's really difficult for us to comment because we yeah. can't see. We haven't been able to watch. watch they, 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 ironically, yeah. there is a, people in India will know that there is a live stream because yeah. you guys have been watching it. And I know some of our viewers have actually been on the ground uh, and uh, people were tweeting that, she, that her action looked good. She actually okay. looked well, good that's with really the ball. Positive. Um, so that is positive. Yeah. But the, the live stream hasn't been made available in this yeah. country. I mean, it's, that was a little bit silly. I think because guys, we'd have paid for it. We weren't asking well, you for it for would. free. If someone yeah. had offered, you know, I'd have handed over my credit card. But also, if but, it's there, if somebody's bothering to film it, then why not make it available? It's, it's very frustrating. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I don't really feel able to comment on her bowling in terms of kind of overall. Um, but I would just say that I think that that's where the focus needs to be, uh -huh. um, generally speaking. Um, talking of not being able to um, kind of watch or, or li listen to follow yeah that's that's a better way of putting it 
Um, there's been a lot of talk this week on Twitter actually because it appears as, as the situation currently stands that there's not going to be any radio coverage of the England v India test match in the UK. So ordinarily we would be expect BBC TMS to be covering it um, and there to be ball by ball coverage and it was actually hypercourse of course, <laughs> who else, who tweeted saying that this would mean that if, if this is the case, which we don't 100% know, but nobody from TMS has, has appeared on Twitter and said, actually, by the way, we are covering it. So if it's not covered ball by ball, then it'll be the first um, England test match, England women's test match, that hasn't been covered uh, by TMS since 2011. So we're talking way back when in the pre-professional era. Um, and it's been since uh, our test match hasn't been covered ball by ball live on the radio. Um, now, I don't know what you think about this, Sid. Um, I, I think it's a little bit disappointing, actually. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, th I guess that, you know, it, it shows where TMS's priorities are, to be honest, that, you know, their priorities are essentially men's cricket and they will, you know, spend money to, to, to cover second division men's counter championship games and they won't spend money to cover England women's games. Yeah, so I mean, they've just, yeah, well, obviously, there's just been a huge uh, men's cricket tournament in India. Don't know if you knew about that, Sid. No, I, I heard something no. about it in the background. No, but. <laughs> no. I think most, I think, to be honest, most people are most English most people, English people are pretending, pretending it didn't, it didn't happen. happen yes. so we're just, we're I just think most Indians are trying to pretend it didn't happen. Oh, that's true <laughs> as well, yeah. So we'll just gloss over that. didn't happen. But obviously, a lot of resources went into BBC TMS covering. They did cover that. some of the games from England. In other okay. words, they covered some of the games from a TV. So that, could England, be, that would be a budget way for them to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's still potential. I mean, we, we are going to be able to watch it. It's going to be on uh, yeah. TNT Sports. Okay. Um, which is um, the, the new kind of name for BT Sports. Mm. Uh, so it's been bought by the Discovery Channel. So we'll be um, coughing up, we will be coughing up our credit well, card for that yeah, one. Yeah, and I guess that the disappointing thing is that obviously the benefit of the BBC radio coverage is that it's free, right? Yeah. And so by actually not yeah, covering it. Yeah, it's not going to be cheap to go. It's going to no. cost like £35 exactly. to, to watch the entire series. So by, by, by not covering it on the radio, you might go, oh, well, maybe, you know, if we can watch it on the TV, it doesn't matter. But you're narrowing your audience. You're really yeah, no, narrowing I mean, it's your not, audience. It's not, it's not a trivial amount of money, no. especially given that we're in the middle of an economic crisis or 70 Australian dollars for our Australian viewers. I'm sorry, Indian viewers. I'm not quite sure what that is in, you know, in your currency, but... You know, it's it's a it's a whack of money. I mean, it's it not is. a completely outrageous amount, and it is part of the course. That's what you pay for. It's, not, it was even, on Sky as it's well, not even but... necessarily that. You don't pick up casual viewers that way yeah. or casual listeners. Um, people will not engage with it in the way that they might well do if they could just listen to it on the radio, just stick it on while they're at work. Uh -huh. And I think that that's the that's the problem, um, and that's the disappointing thing. And so, you know, if if anybody from the BBC is watching this or listening to this, then please. Put something in place. It's not too late. It's not. It's Even not that much. Even if it is much. just coverage off the off the yeah. TNT feed, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that you're the national broadcaster, and you owe it to um, cricket followers in England to be able to listen yeah. to it. Yeah, this is the national team. Where are your priorities? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, let's wrap up, Sid. Um, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Um, thanks to everybody who played in the WBBL for bringing such pleasure to our eyes. And now we get to go and decorate the Christmas decorations, Sid. Woohoo! <laughs> Bye for now. Bye.